Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from our unique perspective. Okay, we're over four years of operation here at Tenant Aquatics with a dedicated mission to change the way hobbyists look at natural aquariums, specifically botanical-influenced blackwater aquariums. And yeah, it's hard to believe it's been over four years, but here we are. Now, even though we've been playing with this stuff commercially for that time, and as hobbyists, I've been dabbling, or as a hobbyist, I should say, I've been dabbling with this stuff for around 16 years or so. And the hobby itself has been doing blackwater tanks for many, many years. It always amuses me when somebody tells me that, you know, you didn't invent this uh, this stuff as if I ever claimed that we did. Gotta love hobby culture, right? Nature was the inventor. We simply play with her. Now, I will claim that perhaps we elevated the art just a little bit. Uh, perhaps we brought it out of the darkness a bit. And, you know, maybe we, we uh, made it more palatable for a lot of people. We certainly did not invent it. Now, regardless of who invented or pioneered, I should say, Blackwater Botanical Style Aquariums and when it was, there's still a lot of questions surrounding this stuff. There's still many unknowns, misconceptions, and perhaps even a bit of confusion. We're doing our best to dispel many of these uh, misconceptions, yet it takes time and hundreds of blog posts and podcasts and a global community of active hobbyists like yourself to really get the word out more that this is pretty cool stuff. Often when I'm asked at a club to, to speak at, at an event, uh, I'm asked to describe the benefits of the types of aquariums that we love. And that's something you no doubt will receive now and then too. So I thought it might make some sense to share with you the sort of cliff notes uh, version of the main points I bring up in these types of situations. This might work for you when you're explaining your obsession to other people as well. And of course, as you might expect, one of the fundamental questions we receive often here at Tannen is, what are the advantages of a blackwater type aquarium and why would I want to keep one? And of course, that's a great question and it has some, I think, some pretty decent answers. Uh, it's lo- it's broad and it's logical, which I'm going to try to answer in a broad and logical manner. In no particular order, here's some of the reasons why I think you might want to embrace the tint in your next aquarium. Number one, it's different. Okay, this is probably the most freaking vapid reason for this, but whatever. And hey, you asked. Well, any look, look at it from this standpoint. Anyone can set up a planet aquarium with clear water, colorful fishes, and natural gravel or sand. It takes a real adventurous course to try something truly different. You know, brown water, decomposing leaves, detritus, biofilms, you know, just like in nature. It's a totally different aesthetic experience than we're used to, which requires definite mental shifts, as we've talked about forever, in order to embrace this and be comfortable with it. So it's not just about the aesthetics, of course, but they play a huge role in this stuff. It's really different. I remember during my, uh, um, tenure as a co-owner of Unique Corals, which was a coral propagation and importation and retail business, um, we would have people come into our facility and people would stop and mostly, of course, reefers and saltwater people, they'd stop into my office uh, and they'd check out this tank that I had, this sort of high concept blackwater aquarium. And you know, with its tinted water and so forth. And of course, the typical comments were things like, hey, uh, I think you ought to change the water in there. It looks kind of dirty, right? It's priceless. Priceless. You probably get that too from experienced aquarists. New aquarists, curiously enough, do not notice. But experienced people are like, hmm, really? It looks dirty. So yeah, it's different. And of course, that doesn't define the whole concept, but it does describe it fairly accuracy, with a fair degree of accuracy, I should say. Boy, I'm tripping over my tongue today already. Now, number two, many of the fishes that we play with, which come from blackwater habitats, appreciate this because it's a more appropriate environment for them. 
Now, although there's many fishes like tetras, cichlids, resbora, and discus, just to name a few, that are common in the hobby and they're, they're bred in typically harder alkaline water, you know, tap water type conditions, they've evolved in soft acidic black water habitats over eons. And I personally have yet to see one of these species which doesn't seem to look better or be healthier or act more naturally in a black water environment. We've talked about this idea before and I still believe in it. Yes, it's a tremendous sort of tinge of irony that you need to acclimate these fishes, which have traditionally been kept in those tap water type environment in aquariums, to a softer, more acidic blackwater conditions, which they evolved in. And yes, you need to apply common sense, but I believe the benefits will become very evident over time. But I just do think that is kind of funny that we have to really acclimate them uh, more rigidly than we would if we were acclimating them to typical tap water conditions. Now, of course, there have been some studies which we've discussed over the years here, which indicated that materials like catapa leaves do produce some potential uh, antifungal, antimicrobial benefits because of compounds they contain. But I would certainly not use this sort of disease prevention thing as the sole justification for utilizing botanicals and creating blackwater systems. Rather, I'd make the argument that when you couple it with good overall husbandry, a well-managed blackwater aquarium can provide an environment that's more consistent with that, which many of the fishes we keep have evolved in over eons to live in and this is that's this is generally a healthy way to keep them in captivity you know the humic substances and other compounds that they release are thought by scientists to be essential for the health of many fishes and in blackwater aquariums there's significant concentration of these compounds present at all times so you know our blackwater botanical style aquarium can't be called the best option for many fishes just a really good one and i think one worth investigating more number three a planted blackwater aquarium, this is something people ask about a lot, that environment embraces completely different elements than the traditional aquarium does, or traditional planted aquarium, I should say. And, you know, we get a lot of interest from hardcore planted aquarium enthusiasts. And over the past year, planted blackwater aquariums are starting to become a real thing, and I think that's great. We're seeing more and more amazing planted blackwater aquariums, ranging from real artistic biotope, you know, real artistic aquariums to biotope-style aquariums. Obviously, our style is a little bit different than the typical type of system that we maintain plants under. Yeah, you're not able to maintain every single plant out there. There are some factors, including light penetration, pH, etc., etc., which we've talked about before and we'll talk about again. That can limit some of those species. But, you know, the usual suspects like the cephalandra, cryptocarin, and various sword plants are only a few of the many, many plants that could actually live and indeed thrive under black water conditions. Again, we'll be talking about this stuff more in coming months. I think we're going to really work on that and get, get people thinking about planted blackwater aquariums more. Number four, blackwater aquariums lend themselves to amazing hardscapes. So if you're purely in it for the aesthetics, here we are. We're back to the superficial stuff again, but hey, it's a hobby and, you know, it's supposed to be fun and enjoyable. And this is cool. But by virtue of their unique physical attributes and botanical materials like seed pods, leaves, and stems can really help create some very interesting aesthetics. Sure, you can combine them for the more, with the more traditional stuff like rocks and, you know, traditional driftwood and so forth and create some really interesting aesthetics that are very different than what you used to see. And the ability to express yourself creatively with these different elements can't be overlooked by a hardcore aquascaper. And of course, you don't have to keep the water brown. We've talked about that before, too. There's a lot of other intangibles that you can gain by experimenting with blackwater botanical style aquariums. First off, a greater understanding of the relationship between fishes and their environment, both chemically and physically. When you're using materials which are as interactive as, as botanicals are, you can use them to your advantage and give fishes more of what we like to call functionally aesthetic habitats. 
you'll want to research this stuff. We've written a lot of blogs on this and you know you can look at scientific literature about these natural habitats and you'll see more. And speaking of course of environments, these type of aquariums will make you do that research before you set one up. You know, like looking at an actual natural habitat instead of last month's tank of the month. It's a process that really opens up your imagination and increases your awareness about the wild habitats of our fishes. You know, how they evolved, where they are, and the threats they face to their very existence. Big picture stuff. The Biotope Aquarium crowd knows this already, and it's good that more people come to the party, I think. It's a big world out there, and not necessarily one that looks the way we might expect. There's endless possibilities to research. Number five, blackwater botanical aquariums almost force us to deploy patients. This is a huge thing. Good stuff in aquariums never happens quickly, especially in our botanical-influenced systems where the seed pods, leaves, and other materials break down over time. They're almost ephemeral in existence, gradually imparting organics and tannins and other compounds into the water. And it requires time, patience, monitoring, and of course attention to allow one of these systems to evolve to its full potential. You just can't rush it. Number six, you'll be on the ground floor of really like a new botanical movement. Again, people have played with seed pods, wood, and leaves before, but I don't think with the mindset that we've seen lately. In other words, hobbyists who incorporate botanicals and such into their aquarium nowadays are looking at things more holistically, embracing the natural processes, like the breakdown of materials, the accumulation of biofilms, and even the occasional spot of algae or detritus, all as part of the environment to be studied and enjoyed rather than be loathed, feared, and you know just removed with the siphon hose. We're learning more about interactions between fishes and these really unique environments, and the opportunities to share this knowledge is, is, is endless. And there's new types of environmental simulation that we've never played with before with all kinds of new secrets to learn. I could probably go on for hours, you know, talking about the key takeaways from blackwater botanical style aquariums and the more natural aquariums in general. However, I think the benefits can best be understood by simply creating one and enjoying it, learning from nature in an unedited manner, watching it evolve as it's done for eons without overextending our management-based, you know, hobby standard purity of, of aesthetics. We'll continue our mission in inspiring, educating, and prodding you when necessary to take the plunge and move in new directions. We've done our best here at Tannin to really aggregate many natural materials for you to work with, and we're trying to constantly research, refine, tweak, and find more to get you to play with, and just to enjoy different aquatic experiences. And this is, of course, the most cursory, quick list of reasons I can come up with why you'd want to play with this stuff, but I think it's enough maybe to kick you over the edge if you've been teetering, or at the very least, um, give you some good talking points next time somebody asks you why they should play with this stuff that you're so obsessed with. This is just endless opportunity for experimentation, creativity, and expression, and of course, education. Uh, these are just a few of the really many benefits we'll enjoy as we continue to open up our eyes and minds to this new and very different approach to aquarium keeping. I hope you join us. If you haven't already, I hope you join us and I hope you build a number of tanks that play with these different ideas because the more you do, the more you'll get it. Stay inspired, stay creative, stay open-minded, stay diligent, stay patient, stay excited, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks very much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.